The Hoosiers have given another offer to a prospect in the class of 2023 in TJ Power. We're going to talk about him. Look at Dexter Dennis, the transfer from Wichita State, who has IU in his final six schools. And then talk about a potentially huge media rights deal for the Big Ten that they're looking to get done potentially as early as this month. Uh, All that in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, May 5th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics, news, analysis, previews, and recaps. We got you covered with everything related to IU sports, whether in Bloomington, whether in the professional ranks, anywhere in between. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day today. Specifically, your first listen every single day and your first watch as well, hopefully, as you're joining us over at YouTube, where we're really taking off. We want you guys to be a part of that conversation as well. Be sure to subscribe, premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m. every day so you guys can uh, all join in the conversation together, uh, whether it's through comments, through watching, whatever it may be. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props and odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. As I said, a couple of different things to touch on in today's episode, uh, whether it is IU offering another player in the 2023 class, uh, as well as potentially narrowing in on a uh, player for the transfer portal for this year. Uh, and there is going to be a really big Big Ten media rights deal, uh, whether it's signed this month, as it seems as the conference wants to do. We'll see, but we're going to talk about what that media rights deal could look like. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow us at uh, LO underscore Hoosiers. You can follow me at Jacob Rude as well, both those on Twitter. Let's dive into it with the latest prospect to receive an offer from Indiana. They've been very busy uh, when it comes to the recruiting trail this spring. 6'7 wing slash forward TJ Power, uh, someone who by all accounts seems to have had a really impressive spring uh, with all the coaches watching on. He has really shined bright. He's ranked number 80 by 247 Sports Composite Rankings. Uh, he's a four-star prospect. He has a, offers not just from Indiana, though they may perhaps be the biggest school yet to offer him. Also from Iowa, Boston College, Bryant, Georgetown, Georgia Tech. He's taken an official visit to Iowa as well. So um, Iowa has a bit of a head start on this one, but Indiana – uh, is coming in <clears throat> hot, I guess you could say. Uh, he power plays at Worcestershire Academy. I probably said that wrong, but uh, it's in Maryland. Uh, he's part of the BABC AAU program. And he spoke with Peaks and 247 Sports about his recruitment, about getting an offer from IU. I'm not going to give you everything because it's behind a paywall and I don't 
I mean, I don't want to upset people for revealing everything, but there are a couple quotes I thought were interesting that uh, gives you the some of the gist of how he's feeling because ecstatic was the word he used to describe uh, how he uh, feels to be offered by IU. Here's what he had to say, quote, obviously it's a historical place. The history behind Indiana makes it a heavy offer. I'm very interested in playing in the Big Ten. Indiana is a program that has a great staff. They're going to recruit hard. I was excited to start the relationship with Coach Rosemond, and I look forward to maybe getting out there. I was definitely ecstatic when I got that call. That is very interesting perhaps encouraging uh, for the Hoosiers in their pursuit of power. Uh, the it's, it's really interesting to hear somebody talk about IU in that way, uh, especially considering how much the Hoosiers have struggled in uh, recent seasons and recent years. Uh, to see somebody still kind of hold IU in that reverence is, I mean, it's nice. I'm certainly not going to lie about that. Uh, talking about his game, here's what he had to say. The number one thing is my versatility. Uh, IU saw me play in Indianapolis. They saw how I could play a number of positions. They saw my motor. They want to build a program around kids who never stop playing hard. I do lots of things on the offensive side of the ball, being able to shoot, uh, being able to shoot the ball and space the floor. Those were things they talked about. Later on, he talked a little bit about his role with his team. He said his AAU program doesn't have a ton of size, so he plays more with his back to the basket, but he's uh, able to play kind of face up, facing the basket as well. So that would speak to the versatility he has. Shooting sounds like a strength for him. And let me tell you how much I would want a 6'7 player that can shoot a three-pointer on this team. Because if you were kind of handcrafting someone that IU needs on the roster, it would be a 6'6", 6'7", 3D type of player uh, to put out there in that hole at small forward. So in that sense, power is someone that uh, makes sense for the Hoosiers. Obviously, they already have Ja'Kai Newton and Gabe Cups in the 2023 class. They're going after K.J. Evans as well as others. Obviously, you're not going to land all these people, but it is interesting to see, again, maybe how wide of a net they're casting in this class despite they're up in a, they're in a number crunch right now going up against it uh, with scholarships. And they're potentially looking to bring in a handful more next season. Uh, so interesting to to look ahead at, but that's one of those things you deal with that problem if and when it comes and not really ahead of that. So power the latest to receive an offer this spring from the Hoosiers. Receiving an offer in a different sense was Dexter Dennis, the transfer from Wichita State who revealed that IU is in his final six. We'll look at uh, who the rest of those teams are and some other transfer news, a potential name. I wonder if the Hoosiers might look at as well in the transfer portal here in just a minute, but we need to talk about today's sponsor bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Who doesn't love to bet on some horse racing? BetOnline is your continued source for your sporting wagering information. 
from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Let's talk a little bit about Dexter Dennis, the transfer uh, from Wichita State. You want to talk about 3 and D? That is ideally what Dexter Dennis would be. We talked about him as a prospect. Uh, he is someone that has shown an ability to knock down a three-pointer. Though in the more distant past, more recently, he was the defensive player of the year at Wichita State. So for the conference, I should say, uh, at Wichita State, he narrowed his list down to six, and it does include Indiana. Uh, the official six and no order, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Kansas State, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. I mean, they say no order. It's literally alphabetical order, but... I don't. I think that means no order of preference. So, Indiana among those. He's only taken official visits to IU and Clemson. So, something to note. Now, two four seven Sports released their um, top one hundred players in the transfer portal. The rankings that they have. Interestingly, Dexter Dennis was not in there. Maybe not so interesting because I've seen other rankings where he's a little bit lower down. He's very much a kind of specialty type player as a three and D player. Uh, he can be, I think if he came to Indiana, a really important piece, someone that very well could start uh, from day one when he steps in, but he has a very specialized role. And realistically, he's somebody who really, really struggled to shoot the ball last year, as we discussed. So he's going to have to make ground up in that sense. If he was a, mid to high 30% three-point shooter, I would imagine he would be in those rankings because there aren't many wings that can knock down threes consistently and be a defensive player of the year type that are available. So uh, there's a lot of ifs and buts in there. The reality is right now he is not in the top 100 uh, rankings, but Indiana is in his top six. We'll see how that shakes out because, as I said, there's a number crunch. If he joins and Trace Jackson Davis comes back, they're one over on scholarships. So uh, it will be interesting to see what happens at that point because the May 1st deadline for players to transfer and uh, still receive a waiver to play next season has passed. A name that entered the transfer portal, I missed uh, this name over the weekend, it seems, Keon Brooks. A lot of you probably remember that name from a few years back. He was someone the Hoosiers were very much chasing uh, on the recruiting trail under Archie. He's an Indiana product. He's He played up in Fort Wayne for a number of years. I believe his last season was spent at La Lumiere. Uh, but he's someone the Hoosiers were in on early, but... It's hard to say no to the machine that is Kentucky, but the reality is at Kentucky, a lot of guys don't pan out and there's a lot of turnover year over year. So if you're kind of caught in that wave of not panning out after one year, uh, it gets a little tough. And so Brooke struggled at Kentucky, couldn't really find his footing and eventually enters the transfer portal. Uh, he did it over the weekend, as I said, 
He was in that 247 sport rankings. He came in at 49th. Uh, again, somebody that IU offered, I believe they were in his final <clears throat> two, three, something like that. Honestly, I think they were runner, runner-ups to Kentucky, but it always felt like Kentucky had a pretty, pretty good grasp on his recruitment. But it'll be interesting to see if that's somebody that Indiana makes contact with at all. And if he has interest in coming to Indiana, uh, there are reasons I think it could make sense. Uh, he is a six-seven wing, and again, <clears throat> as I've said multiple times, IU does not have those. They they could use athletic players like that. And at one point, Keon Brooks was not just a highly rated prospect; he was somebody a lot of people thought could. Uh, become a future NBA player. So that type of player is still in there. Now, the downside and the pretty big one is that for his career, he is a 23% three-point shooter. Uh, and that comes despite taking more and more each, each season. Now, it's still a fairly low sample size, uh, but he's only taken 77 three-pointers in his career and has made 18 of them across uh, three seasons now in Kentucky. Man, I didn't realize he'd been in Kentucky that long. I only thought it was two seasons. That that COVID year in the middle of those, but he has struggled to find his footing and enters the transfer portal. That's a pretty big, uh, that three-point shooting is a pretty big reason why he might not be considered, but he is someone with a history, or Indiana has a history with, so it could be interesting to see if the Hoosiers go back to that well to see if there's a connection there and if that's something they're interested in. I would imagine it also would depend on how they feel about someone like Dexter Dennis and whether they think they're going to get him. I think this is an either-or situation. I don't think that they would go at both of them. So uh, we'll see as more and more comes out about Keon Brooks. But just a name I thought I'd throw out there that caught my eye because – he does have a pretty heavy connection with Indiana in the past. The Big Ten is in store for a pretty big media rights deal, and we're going to talk about what that could look like and why it might be a historic one here in just a moment. So came out on Wednesday as well that the Big Ten is eyeing a media rights deal worth up to a billion dollars, and they want to have it in place around Memorial Day. I get this came out on Tuesday, excuse me, not on Wednesday, uh, but it's still noteworthy nonetheless. Uh, I think he, uh, Kevin Warren actually mentioned it on Monday, but the gist of it is that the Big Ten's media deal is up in 2023, and they are looking now to. Uh, figure out what they will do with it. Right now, It's uh, could be worth a billion dollars. And when I say a billion dollars, I mean per season. And I know that that is an astronomical figure, but that's a state of where we're at with college athletics. It would be a record-setting billion dollars per season. They're coming off a deal that was for six years and $2.65 billion in 2017. So the billion number has already been thrown around, but per season is another thing entirely. The kind of holdup right now, obviously the deal right now is with Fox Sports, but the holdup or the area of debate or contention is whether 
the Big Ten will give the entirety of the rights to Fox, whether they'll split them between Fox and ESPN as they do now, or if they take a different route and find a partner outside of ESPN to split those with. Um, uh, Warren talked about the there being seven suitors right now in the negotiations. You have CBS, you have NBC, you have TNT, you have Apple, you have Amazon, you have Fox, and you have ESPN. And two of those seem really interesting to me in Apple and Amazon. Uh, streaming is the future. And I would be fascinated to see if that is something the Big Ten favors. We've seen, especially Amazon, or excuse me, Apple of late, they jumped into MLB market and they have games on Friday night. I've watched a couple of them. I I really enjoy it. We've seen that. And perhaps that is something the Big Ten might eye as enticing uh there are different ways to go about this that i'm sure will drive up the price if they want fox to have everything fox is going to have to pay a really really pretty penny to get that uh if they're able to split it up they can leverage each negotiation against one another to try to drive the price up as well ultimately right now if you're looking at over uh, or if you're looking at a billion dollars per season that is 71 million dollars per school which would be a record. That is a figure that's hard to really wrap your head around, that they're getting $71 million in TV money or streaming money, I guess media money. Uh, the Big Ten is still the biggest cash cow when it comes to media markets, bigger than the SEC even. Uh, the way just kind of population shakes out that, there's just more people in the Big Ten's market than there is in the SEC. Now, SEC makes up for it in a lots of other areas, donors, boosters, the attendance, uh, all those other things. They make up the money elsewhere. But when you're talking just media markets and media rights, the Big Ten is still the cash cow, and it's wild to see some of those figures thrown around. A couple tidbits to wrap up on. Marcelino McCreary Ball signed with the 49ers as an undrafted free agent, another player to keep an eye on in offseason workouts, OTAs, preseason, training camp, all that fun stuff. Uh, Matt Roth, that's a name you may not have heard in quite a while. Former Hoosier basketball sharpshooter was actually hired on Wednesday to Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian. Uh, it is a private school up in Fort Wayne. That is where Caleb first who plays at Purdue. That is where he went to school in the same area where Keon Brooks played basketball prior to Lalomere as well. So shout out to Matt Roth. Uh, Alexa Goulbay, I'm not sure I mentioned this before. She was released by the Connecticut Sun. Not surprising as she was a uh, undrafted free agent as well. Um, hoping that her, Allie Patberg, are able to latch on somewhere else and potentially continue their professional basketball playing careers. Last thing, keep an eye out over at Locked on Giants, the NFL version. Uh, I jumped on there, recorded on Wednesday an episode with their host, Patricia, talking all about Micah McFadden. Uh, so not entirely sure when that episode will be out. If I see it, I'll be sure to let you guys know. But uh, be on the lookout over there if you guys want to hear me 
say lots of nice things and fun things about Micah McFadden. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow with special guest Mark Schindler to talk about Trace Jackson Davis uh, as a draft prospect and what might be in store for him in the coming month. Now make your second list in Locked On Big Ten, if not only for the reason that I am on there today. We're going to be talking more about that Big Ten media rights deal. Uh, so be sure to tune in over there. Me, Nate Dickinson, we get you caught up on the Big Ten news. I'm on there on Thursdays. Nate's obviously on there every day of the week. Appreciate all the love you guys continue to give us. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a really terrific Thursday in LEO.